Politics with Centrix, the data experts for consumer and business credit reports. Barry Soper, senior political correspondent with us now. Hi, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. Why has Parliament adjourned for the week? Well, that's a very good question, actually. It sounds like the schools in Auckland, doesn't it, that um, they tend to go out. And uh, when you consider, Heather, there today, there were about, I think, 75 MPs. So there was a good turnout, uh, but it's adjourned for the week. And that's the first week that they would have been sitting for the year. Uh, So why are they clearing off? Well, and there is so much business to be done. Well, uh, the House leader, Grant Robertson, and he took over that job from Chris Hipkins, he indicated it's uh, all about letting the new Prime Minister get out and about and be seen in areas of need at this time. Uh, Hipkins should have, of course, been making his State of the Nation address to Parliament about now, but uh, Robertson says uh, now is not the time to be doing hardline politics. Here he is justifying adjourning the House until next week. This uh, week was largely to have focused upon the Prime Minister's statement and the debate in response to that statement. I am sure colleagues will appreciate that the Prime Minister uh, wants to and I believe should be uh, out and about in the communities uh, that have been affected, making sure that the government fully understands the situation that is there and so that he can provide that leadership on the ground, as indeed I know other members of Parliament want to do as well. Yeah, you'd wonder why he has to be out on the ground. And certainly um, that is uh, one view of uh, one party that wasn't happy with that uh, uh, the government's not being held to account at the moment. And that's ACT. Its deputy leader, Brooke Van Velden, told Parliament most MPs were able to make it to Wellington today, so she saw no reason to call off the business. That's 75 members of Parliament who can debate Uh, That's people who have made travel plans to be in Parliament and people who can question the government. And I note there are around 11 or 12 ministers that could be here to be held to account. We are in a national state of emergency, uh, but we cannot suspend democracy because of the weather. You know, and you'd have to say that's not a bad point, Heather, but when you consider, you know, the Prime Minister out and about on the ground, Uh, That's where Jacinda Ardern made her mark, of course, Uh, first with the mosque, the dreadful mosque shooting in Christchurch and then Fakari, White Island. Uh, So, uh, you know, they're following true to form here that um, the Prime Minister is waving the flag. In fact, I would have thought the Prime Minister's job would have been back in the beehive uh, cheering Cabinet and um, taking or dishing instructions out from there uh, rather than going and glad-handing around the place. Well, no, hold on a tick, though, Barry. I mean, you can't very well be complaining because Jacinda Ardern isn't on the ground during the lockdown in Auckland, and then then you're saying that Chris Hipkins shouldn't be here for a weather event. No, I'm so, I, I complain bitterly about um, Ardern not being in Auckland during That's the lockdown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, no, but no, she ignored Auckland for two months, Heather, and then finally got back there for a, a brief visit of an afternoon uh, during the lockdown. And she's a constituent MP. That was the argument then. Uh, she was a constituent MP in Auckland and never went to see her constituents. He's whereas- kind of trapped here, though, isn't he? Well, he was trapped uh, yesterday. He could have got back today, as uh, all the other MPs were able to do. All right. Okay, Barry, what do you make of Chris Luxon using the cyclone to make an announcement promising cross-party cooperation on climate change? 
Yeah, that's a really interesting position, isn't it? Because, um, you know, uh, nationalists stood aside in a way uh, from the government, particularly when it came to, fa- came to farmers. Um, and uh, they'll have to be a little sympathetic on that front, I would have thought, uh, than what Labour is being. But um, Luxon said there was no doubt that the cyclone was uh, climate change in action, and he expected there'd be a wider conversation in the coming months and years for a uh, multi-decade effort uh, over many governments to think about how they build uh, climate adaption, particularly when it came to infrastructure. And I think the infrastructure is the key there. But mm. um, look, some of the other stuff that goes down with climate change, I don't think uh, would rest well with National Party uh, supporters. Hey, I see there is increased chatter. I mean, we talked about this briefly on the show yesterday yeah. ourselves. Increased chatter about Chris Luxon's hold on the leadership, including a piece now from Bryce Edwards this morning. What do you make of it? Is there any truth to this? Well, you know, certainly uh, there are national MPs that have looked at uh, Christopher Lux and uh, they would have hoped that he would have been uh, perhaps a bit more trusted and known by the general public uh, about now. He's been, what, just over a year on the job. But, uh, you know, like I've often said, that uh, this is the policy year for National. Uh, they've got to show their mettle there, and so too does uh, Christopher Luxon. But to say that uh, maybe they should be rolling him, when you consider uh, in 2020 they rolled Simon Bridges as a leader, replaced him with Todd Muller, only for Muller to step down after 53 days, leading to Judith Collins uh, taking over the party, going into the election. I mean, to do that now would be suicide for national justice at the very time that they're looking at uh, maybe the possibility of winning the Treasury benches. Barry, thank you, Barry. So, for senior political correspondent.